What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to another episode of the Smack Talk Podcast presented by SmarkoutMoment.com. This is our special WWE SummerSlam 2016 pay-per-view post-show where we're going to be recapping our thoughts on the event and giving our opinions about what just happened a little bit ago. Six hours of WWE content. I'm a little bit tired of this by the end of this week, and yet we got to do Monday Night Raw tomorrow night, Tuesday on SmackDown, all that stuff. This is just following what we did with the NXT TakeOver post show. If you haven't checked that, you go ahead and check that out. Uh, But before we get started talking about SummerSlam, I'm going to introduce to you who's going to be talking about it tonight. I'm your host, Tony Mango. Joining me on the call for this panel, I got Mr. Drew White. Back to back, baby. Yeah, two in a row. What were the things you were saying yesterday? Twosomes? Or the big oh, thing now or something? Big guy. Yeah, whatever that was. <laughs> I said she had a twosers at one point. I remember that. <laughs> and after a long absence, returning to Smack Talk, Chris the Dace Man. Dace. Thank you, Mr. Mango. I have returned, and it will be glorious. He returned just so he could be have his name in like the most favorite uh, co-host. I gotta do it once a year <laughs> yeah. just to get into that. <laughs> well, uh, let's go ahead and start this off with the kickoff. We had two hours of a pre-show for this event, three matches on the pre-show, a couple little other things peppered in throughout. I want to talk about the first thing that happened, which was the 12-man tag team match: American Alpha, the Usos, and the Hype Bros. Losing to the Vaude Villains, or beat, defeating, losing that, uh, losing track here already with my notes. Defeating the Vaude Villains, the Ascension, and Breeze Zango. Kind of a clusterfuck. Kind of okay. Sort of uh, on the fence about this, but I think the most important thing that happened here was Team Babyface won, where the Usos tagged themselves in. American Alpha not really digging that all that much, so we had a little bit of a dissension there. Days, I'm going to start off with you. What do you think about this match? They fucking robbed the Hype Bros. I'm just going to say it right now. It was a highway robbery. The Hype Bros should have made the pin. Zack Ryder is a decorated champion, and he is well above this 5 o'clock pre-show. People don't wrestle at 5 o'clock on a Sunday. Come on. <laughs> Otherwise, he's a match clusterfuck, like you said. <laughs> Drew, your thoughts on it? My main thought is that there was dissension against the Ascension. <laughs> When I, I typed that it. out originally, I was like, oh, something's going to end up happening with this, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a clusterfuck. I, it was good to see, the, not the not the hype bros, I was about to say the uh, American Alpha. I was glad to see them. And, you know, it was, it was what it was. I can't remember much, but I was in and out of sleeping as well. So some of these pre-show matches I didn't actually get to watch, unfortunately. Or fortunately, if you look at it the right way. Now, when I'm cluster, uh, classifying it as a clusterfuck, I'm not necessarily calling it in the same way as, like, it was crazy and bad and all that kind of stuff. Are you guys, or are you just kind of doing the same thing I am, where it's like, you throw a bunch of people in there, they're going to do a quick spot, and it really doesn't matter? I Whenever I think of a clusterfuck of a match, I always think of, like, the Team Teddy versus Team Laurinaitis match from WrestleMania 28, where it was just people doing their finishers on each other. But this was just that with moves, so... It was what it was. But a clusterfuck is just a match where it's just like, oh, man, they're just having a bunch of fucking spots for the sake of having a bunch of fucking spots. Whereas, you know, a, a botch match is a fucking botch of mania, so. Highlight I think, of the match, I think, uh, you got American Alpha doing that pose. 
Oh, where the tongues came out. They're like, ah, we're back on Alpha. Ah. Uh, Team Angle 2.0 needs to go back. Go away. Get away from me. You don't like uh, No, I don't like Loiter Shelton Benjamin and long-haired Charlie Haas. It's just it's not working <laughs> for me. If you brought Kurt Angle back to manage them, I'd be totally about it. But the tag team that stood out for me in that entire thing was the Hype Bros. Because they don't get hyped. They stay hyped. Stay hyped. Fucking See. Joe. Ugh. Say hi. <laughs> After that, we had one of my favorite parts of the pre-show, which was not even a match itself, but we got the kickoff panel talking about some different things. And Baron Corbin comes out, interrupts, saying Callisto is like on his watch list. He's not medically cleared to wrestle, but once he is, he's going to put him on the shelf permanently. And then they had the line of the night. Turns around to Booker T and he goes, it's a nice watch. Mine costs more. <laughs> I fucking love that. That was so good. Baron Corbin, give him the belt. <laughs> uh, after that, we had Sasha Banks talking a little bit of Twitter questions. Nothing really to recap there. Charlie Caruso talks about Cesaro. Meh, you know, nothing really about that either, except uh, we got to see how short Charlie is. She's like two foot tall, it seems. Fucking munchkin king right there. Because <laughs> yeah, Cesaro is not the tallest guy. It's not like she's standing oh. next to Big Show. Dude, he'd probably eat her, like for a snack. Oh, I know who would eat her for a smack. For a Ajax. smack. Yeah. A smack talk. Yeah. Talking smack. <laughs> it's like that bigger. <laughs> we had a uh, second match of the pre-show was Sami Zayn and Neville defeating the Dudley boys. We had a little bit of a tease of some other distension. Yeah. Not with the Ascension, but with the Dudley boys here because they had a little bit of a slip-up. They ended up attacking each other by accident, and that led to the end of the match where uh, Neville gets a red arrow on Bubba Ray. Another kind of skippable... Uh, skippable. Say that five times fast. Uh, pre-show match, nothing bad, really. It's something that if uh, you missed it, you didn't really miss anything as far as I'm concerned. What do you guys think? Personally, uh, big who cares. Uh, to come off of a great feud like Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens to just go into like, oh, we need to put Sami Zayn on the card somewhere on a six-hour event. So let's pair him up against the Dudleys who we brought back and just haven't used since the winter. So yeah, big waste. Big who cares. Yeah, it's it's kind of a damn shame, but really, where would you put him against on this card? I mean, if he were to go up against, for example, The Miz, we've already kind of seen that when they did that four, four Fatal 4-Way Intercontinental Championship match. So I I get why they maybe they put him on the pre-show, but I just thought it kind of sucked that they couldn't get him in a better, him and, and Neville in like a higher profile match. Neville, I can understand throwing him on the pre-show. Sami Zayn, I mean, he just had such a hell of a match at Battleground. Do deserve better. I don't know what they really would have done either. I mean, there's a lot of different routes that they could have taken, but, you know, if they're not going to know what they're going to do with these people, then maybe they should kind of rethink this whole brand split thing, because there's something else that I'm going to bring up a little bit later on, but uh, I want to kind of touch on it a little bit now, just as like a little preface. I hated how this SummerSlam felt like it was more of a Monday Night Raw than it did of as big of a pay-per-view compared to NXT takeover that felt like a WrestleMania. This had matches that ended in ways that should only happen on raw. And we'll get to them when we get to those matches, but Sami Zayn and Neville versus Dudley boys. That's a raw match. That's not even a raw match. That's a superstars match. So that's really kind of disappointing to see that, but we did have a pretty important match on the pre-show, which was the first of the best of seven series between Cesaro and Sheamus. 
Sheamus wins via pinfall, called it. You know, you, you got to have the heel be the one that's in the lead. Uh, he kind of cheated a little bit to win, too, so that sort of helps out a little bit. But um, I tune out a little bit on those Sheamus matches. Everybody knows. So I wasn't paying the most att- attention to this match as, like, the move set goes and all that. But it was fine from what I saw. I just don't want to see it six more times if they only <laughs> do the same thing. Like, they got to spice it up a little bit. Yeah, I, I, this is really a best of like 13 or 15. It feels like these guys have had like 12 matches already over the course of the past month, but it, it was actually pretty good. I don't know, like, you I kind of agree with you. I don't know if I would want to see this match a number of more times that they're probably going to have it over the next few weeks, but it, it was an all right match. I actually, actually, I believe this was the best match out of the three on the pre show. So, you know, I'll give them props for that, but I, uh, Monday Night Raw might be a drag if, uh, for a couple of weeks if this is like a 15-20 minute spot each week they're at least going to have another one at Backlash or oh, uh, Clash of Champions that's a guarantee which makes no but, sense considering it's Clash of Champions but you know it's a Raw exclusive so only the Raw titles get to be defended it's mm-hmm. so dumb like yeah, just, and it, you know bring back uh, Breaking Point or something <laughs> I literally just said last night I was excited to see all the titles defended because it's in Indianapolis and I was going to go to it. But now I don't want to. <laughs> I just want to see AJ Styles versus Dean Ambrose. What is this shit? All these people are going to go to Clash of Champions that don't understand the brand split and they're going to hope to see like John Cena and stuff. It's going to be so disappointing for them. Oh, yeah. No, I, I was already thinking about that as soon as I saw that. I was, and Fuck, I wanted to see John Cena. I haven't seen him in like a year and a half. <laughs> haven't seen any of your hits like your uh your buddies that are gonna catch up. Uh, dude, I haven't it's seen like, you in like a year and a half. What's up, man? He, he is wife? my navy he is my navy friend who's always underway and undersea. And I'm just like, I can't wait for him to get back. And then the past couple of times he's called me off because you know other things came up. So I mean, this would be the time. <laughs> but it's not. Well, that was the pre-show that we had, which started off the four hours of SummerSlam, which still at certain points of the night, felt like they needed to rush things, which was like, holy shit, man, you had four fucking hours to deal with this. But our first match of the night, Enzo Amore and Big Cass losing to Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens' team Jericho. Jericho. Have they ever said that out loud? What do you mean? The, uh, I think the New Day called them that in their promo. Yeah. I don't think Jericho or Owens have said it. But What's I, it I remember Jericho or just Jericho? How did they say it? Uh, New Day called him Jericho. That makes sense. I thought they were just putting emphasis on the K, so Jericho. It's much better than Jericho wins. They would have gone with that in a different era. Uh, We had uh, Enzo and Cass talk a little bit beforehand. Nothing really too special. I mean, I've seen some better things before. Cheesy-ass pandering to New York. Nobody cared. You're you're getting them to sing. Fuck you guys. Cass doesn't sound too bad. I hate Cass on the way he talks. Really? Yeah, and you can't teach that. Why? You guys kind of look alike. What? With the long <laughs> hair. You guys are tall. That's your... What? No. Yeah. I don't look like him. And I talk way better than he does. I don't talk say. like an idiot. And this here is Big Dace. And you can't teach that. Yeah, I've seen much, much better promos from them than tonight. So that was a little disappointing. Same thing for the New Day later on, but uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. I'm a little disappointed, but I'm also kind of not that we had Jericho and Owens win because I loved at the end of it where they were just like, I love you. I love you too. And all this. 
and maybe this is going to continue a little bit. I don't know, but um, I would have been okay either way for the most part. So match itself, pretty decent. Nothing to hate about. Not going to be I, a hater. <laughs> I love how they kept tagging in and out. Every time Kevin Owens and Jericho tagged out, they would go, high five! And <laughs> smack hands and they get in and out of the ring. Those two are comedy gold together. Seems like yeah. they're having a lot of fun together. Of course, I bet they're Canadians. They probably have stupid Canadian sayings that they'd say to each other all the time. Sharing donuts. Oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> Doesn't Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho seem like that son-father who the son doesn't get to see his father very often, but now they're hanging out all the time, so he's happy. Oh, it's like uh, like hanging out with his stepdad on the weekends kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know about that because then it's like awkward at first. Oh, yeah, because they kind of hate each other at first, but then they seem to grow to like each other. Yeah, yeah. It's like now he, bought him, got... he bought him a PS4. <laughs> Shut up. I hate you so much. <laughs> How long have we gone? That was like about a week, or maybe a week, possibly two since the last time we made that joke. <laughs> you were doing so good, Tony. Uh, Dace, are you happy? Are we got a Jericho and Owens winning this, or were you rooting for Enzo and Cass? I am very happy those two won because they've got it. <laughs> I'm loving that whole Jericho thing now. Oh, he's he's at his best. I've been soaking it in for a while. I, I'm going to be disappointed when he leaves, but I'm you've soaking it drink- in while it lasts. You've been drinking it in, man. Dude, you know, his Kool-Aid is pretty fucking good, so I'm not going to fly. I'm drinking it all in. I drink all the drinks. since I've had Kool-Aid. Really? I don't think I mean, I've had Kool-Aid since maybe I was in, like, fifth grade, actually. Too sugary. I mean, Brisk's Fruit Punch is really good. What was that one thing called? Uh, Mondo? Oh, yeah. I Yeah, that's what it was. It was one of those things Kool-Aid. where... Was I mean, there was... There was a Mondo Burger and Good Burger. Now, there was, there was little squeeze bottles that were plastic that were called Mondo as well. With weird-ass flavors. Yeah, it was like a. It looked like kind of like a nuclear symbol or something. Yeah, sure. Does it wasn't called nuclear? No, no I think it was Mondo. I remember liking it though. That's why I don't remember uh, what did that tastes like. It was like a knockoff Coolie that was just as gross. <laughs> and there's little hug things too. Why are we talking about this anyway? I don't know. <laughs> off topic. Off topic. Uh, after this, we had a barrage of different people backstage. We had the COOs, we had the general managers, the New Day, John Stewart. Some kid popped up. I don't remember who that was supposed to be, but John Stewart's kid. Uh, John Stewart's kid. <laughs> you know. Yep. He said it in the promo. Hey, this is my son. He's so happy to meet you guys. Uh, I wasn't paying that much attention. So then, by default, he has to be one of the worst kids of the year at the end of the year awards. <laughs> yeah, you got another one for that category, dude. <laughs> Uh, that led us into our women's championship match. And this is going to be something to talk about. We had Sasha Banks losing the championship to Charlotte. Now there's two possibilities here. Number one, there's been rumors that there may be some more suspensions being handed out. And number two, some different re- uh, websites are reporting that Sasha has some nagging injuries and she's going to need to take a little bit of time off. I am very suspicious here that it wasn't a suspension thing because they announced that she was going to be taking off about 30 days. A little bit, uh, a little weird. Wait, they mentioned that, they would... that. Yeah. That's what's odd about that is if they were going to say that she was pulled from live events, you would think that they would just go, well, if you've got nagging injuries, we're going to pull you from the live events 
for the foreseeable future, not until 30-something days from now. That's way too convenient. So maybe, (laughs) yeah, it's kind of like drawing attention to the 30-day thing, you know? Oh, my God. I just realized I have to go see Charlotte wrestle for a women's championship on September 21st. I'm not happy. Probably against (laughs) someone like Dana Brooke. Enjoy that. God. That's probably probably what it's going to be. Because they've been teasing the Charlotte and Dana Brooke thing. Can Bailey just come up and take that spot? (laughs) I would love it if that happened. Please. But you anyways, know it's not going to be. Match. You know, it's not going to be Charlotte versus Paige. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> She'd be back just in time, but. I mean, actually, no I think it might be September 25th. So he would, she would definitely be back in time. She might just get a random pinfall and be like, oh, yeah, by the way, this is your match. Ah. Well, first off, what do you guys think about the title changing and. Do you agree, disagree that that should have happened no matter what the scenario with Sasha Banks? Well, here's the thing. If she's legit hurt uh, and they knew about this for about a week, why the hell did they change the title two weeks ago? Or three, whenever the fuck the draft was. Yeah, like like if she had nagging injuries, she would have been like, yeah, I'm kind of feeling like shit. Mm -hmm. I mean, it could be very similar to the same situation that Daniel Bryan was in where he just kept him to himself. I doubt the the injuries are... Not even remotely close to what Brian's were, but, you know, it's a wrestler way not to, like, complain about injuries and just to go out there and wrestle anyway. And then the first freaking move in the match, Charlotte botches and <laughs> probably hurts her even worse. You think that was a botch? Yeah. yeah. She fucked that up. She's just like, all right, I'm done, and just kind of dropped her. <laughs> yeah, that was totally you know, a botch. I was watching it with one of my roommates, and they were just really confused. And I was like, I don't know if that was real or fake. <laughs> Because I it didn't seem like I don't know if it was fake because it's Charlotte got back on top of it really fucking quick so that's why I didn't think it I just thought that just actually was the thing that happened. If that's no, something that was planned, <laughs> they better not do it again because that looked like it was going to be real dangerous, you know. Career ending. Yeah, like she could have landed on her head and just got a concussion, and then they would have like never wanted to use her again because they're so paranoid about concussions now. Yeah. But I, I really honestly think this has to do something with wellness policy and because they're putting so much focus on that division and rebuilding it, uh, to have her and Eva Marie go out at the same time because of the wellness suspension, just blame it on an injury. And then she, tonight it looks like she oversold like crazy her back at the end of the match after you just went through and did ridiculous moves where you're bending the shit out of your back. So, there was a lot of back moves tonight in that match. Yeah, oh. and but she sold it to the point like it looked like she wasn't going to get up and walk out on her own. You know, I was thinking of it kind of like uh, it was Dolph Ziggler versus Del Rio when they did the double turn at like some June. It might have been payback or something like that. But like they just kept on doing the back moves. And it was like, geez, at some point I thought that maybe she's going to die. I hope not. But fuck, like they, they put out some really good moves in this match. Just, I actually think this was a better match than the uh, women's title match from NXT the previous day. So it was just a really good match. It was a lot of interesting moves that they pulled off. Well, the Hurricanrana spot was great. Yeah. Oh, there was a Hurricanrana spot. There was a spot where she, where Charlotte did a backbreaker, and then she did on her knee, and then she did another backbreaker on top of it that I thought was interesting. And then there was just a lot of reversals and roll-ups that I thought were really cool as well. So overall, I gave this a big thumbs up, other than that botch, apparently. Actually, shit, I think there was another spot that might have been a botch that I was thinking about, but I can't remember what it was now. See, my big issue with this 
I've already seen Sasha. I mean, not Sasha. Uh, Charlotte with that women's championship for months. There's no, literally, no other baby faces on the Raw roster right now. And if, there's always so, one that could be called up. Like if Bailey. Sasha, they Bailey has to come up unless they turn Dana Brooke. And if they turn Dana Brooke, I really don't want to see Dana Brooke versus Charlotte. Yeah, life sucks. I really don't want to see Dana Brooke at all. <laughs> it's it's just kind of one of those things where like. I hate to repeat myself, but I've been saying this for months. I think I'm going to probably be saying it for the next few months or next few years, maybe. Who knows? They shouldn't have split the women's division. No. You looked at all the women that were in the other match later on tonight, and it's like, yeah, you would have had more options for people instead of just going back to Charlotte. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm not digging it. I so think Alicia that, uh... Fox's time to shine. So, actually, no, no, I'll bring it back up when we get to the women's match later. Well, if you're going to have to say who you want to see go next, are we all going Bailey as the next challenger? Yes! I don't know. I mean, there really? Now. They could do that. They never really said Nikki Bella was on SmackDown. Ugh. Oh, she's got to be on SmackDown. Yeah, but they didn't technically say it. I mean, she, Bailey came up for that one match with Sasha Banks last month, and then she wasn't on Raw yet. So that's true. They they could definitely pull something like that. And with the situation with Sasha, if she's actually taking time off, I would not be surprised if they put move Nikki to Raw so they could have that match. Which if they do that, that'd be fine because the last time they had a match it was really good, and I'd be interested in seeing it again since it's been a while. Tony, it's Alicia Fox's time to shine. <laughs> is she on SmackDown or is she on Raw? She's Raw. Or Summer Rae. Well, Summer Rae's a heel. Oh. Well, uh, they can easily turn her face. Nia Jax is busy at Golden Corral. Holy shit, yeah, they have Nia fucking Jax. Why don't they just do that? <laughs> totally time for Alicia Fox to shine. She's Bring gonna it, girl. Be, she's going to get uh, Charlotte mixed up with Charlton Shoes. She's like a three-time Divas champ. I might be making up those facts. Don't check me on those facts. She's a uh, one. She, I don't know. She with at least the, one uh, well, she won the Divas title. She did win the Women's title, but I I consider that a continuation more than two separate title reigns. No, you're she talking about Alicia Fox. Oh, Alicia Fox? Oh, she's only had it once. And I remember that, too. It was a really fucking awkward title reign. Like, she yeah. randomly won it for no reason at all. She but will save this division. Underrated. I don't think she was going to. When she was doing the AJ Lee thing, but a lot funnier for, like, that two-week period a couple years ago, where she was just pouring Dumped soda on random and stuff. Yes. That was a little... And she does that again. I'll be 100 percent for it. Oh yeah, I was 100 percent. So I wouldn't be. I would be 100 percent for that. Uh, after this, we had a backstage. Oh man, voice cracking there. Backstage <laughs> segment. Backstage. Call it out, superstar. We had yeah, a little Tony <laughs> Schimmel there. Uh, the club reunited with AJ Styles backstage talking to uh, Anderson and Gallows, and then for just a moment at the end of this, Finn Balor shows up, smiles, and walks away. A nice little tease. Kind of like that. Nothing might come out of that. Who knows? Sort of thinking maybe we're going to see Finn Balor versus AJ at WrestleMania. I don't know. Uh, but that didn't end up coming into uh, into effect at all later on. Some people were thinking like, oh, he's going to interfere or something like that. Nope. I ended up having some other kind of shenanigans instead. But before we had any other of the shenanigans, we had The Miz against Apollo Crews for the Intercontinental Championship. Miz winning via pinfall, skull-crushing finale. Paulo Creed not able to pull it out. Paulo Cruz not being able <laughs> Ooh, to pull it Daniel out. Daniel Bryan. <laughs> yeah. 
Maurice looked amazing. That was oh, a big, big positive. Does. Again, I will say this until the end of time. She should have won that Sexiest Divas tournament. You mean the one that had, like, the TNA people and stuff, too? No, no, no. She, all of them. All the tournaments? Even the ones even she the wasn't one, part of? Yeah, even the ones she wasn't a part of. Especially this last one. She should have won that. I wouldn't have been too disappointed with that. I would have been 100% satisfied. The only thing I took away from that match. What, Maurice? Tits. Well, to be fair, there was people in the Mega Maniacs saying how they were just going to stare at her the whole match. I was like, yeah, I could see why. I got distracted as all hell. We were talking about it, uh, watching it over at Daces, and somebody asked about like uh, that the Miz was wearing the Phantom of the Opera thing. I'm like, I fucking didn't notice this at all. (laughs) Or her sailor cap. (laughs) Yeah, I really didn't notice she had a sailor cap on. I went straight to her boobs. Just kind of like, oh, boobs? Boobs? Boobs. (laughs) Eh, I'm a guy. You can't blame me. Um, I'm actually kind of happy that the Miz retained here because I think that Apollo Crews should be the next Intercontinental Champion, but they didn't build this up for shit. The Miz so, hasn't done anything. He's been boring. And the most part, oh. he focused, he did Miz TV between Dean Ambrose and uh, Dolph Ziggler. Like, didn't even focus on his main event. Right. So if they Which build sucks. this up for Backlash, then I think it'll be the right time. But it's going to take a while. It's like, they can't just have him go, hey... Remember how Daniel Bryan called you Apollo Creed? Well, I'm going to call you Apollo Creed. And then he goes, well, let me spell out Cruz. C-R-E-W-S. And then he goes, yeah, fuck you, pal. And that's the all fucking, that's the big, big build up for this. Lame. I, I will say that if they end up taking this title off The Miz, I would be worried for The Miz. Mainly because they always never do a good job booking him when he's not a champion in some he way. totally challenge Dean. I'd be up for yeah, it. I guess you could. Yeah, I, I shit. When was the last time you actually had a world title shot in a like one on one match? I wouldn't be upset to see that, but they've always they've had these opportunities in the, in the past, and they just never took advantage of it. So it's been a while since he was in that. Like the like the last uh, world title match he might have had probably was like a multi man thing. The last thing he had a shot at getting a title shot was a Money in the Bank match. That's but that's the last thing I could think of. I can't recall the last time he was actually in a one-on-one match or just like any kind of match for the title. As far as any kind of match for the title, Royal oh, Rumble. Because everybody was in that one. Tony, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, uh, I don't think he's done anything with that since 2011. I mean, but yeah, actually, now I think about his shit. He, uh, they might be building him back up because he was actually able to pin someone on the skull crushing finale on his first try. Like he actually pinned him because for a while everyone was kicking out of it, and I was so happy that someone actually he actually pinned someone with it. Especially in a card where everybody kicked out of everybody's finishers multiple times. Yeah, this was a really short match. It was like five minutes long. They're really like I can't remember anything that happened in it. Oh, there was a few spots. I think Apollo Crews had a cool uh, a bunch of his hype stuff. He had the Shawn Michaels kick himself back up thing. He did a few power slams, and the Miz was the Miz. Uh, I, I like the match. It was fast, and you know they got they did a lot of stuff with their time, so I can't complain too much. The quote that I had written down right after the match was, no complaints, nothing to really commend them on as being special either. But I really honestly don't remember anything other than Maurice. Oh, it, it was nothing special. Other than that, there was nothing really special that happened with the match. So I wouldn't recommend it to people, but it was a solid mid-card match. Makes sense. Miz, you think that... Uh, uh, Miz. Uh, no, Miz. <laughs> 
Uh, Miz wow. is here. Miz, do you think that they should beat? Uh, <laughs> He's really Daze. in the character today, isn't he? That damn Miz. <laughs> that's that's awful. Like how, you would compare me to the Miz? Oh God. Do you want me to call you Big Cass? <laughs> oh God. What are these comparisons today? Uh, Dace, though, uh, do you think that the Miz should keep the championship? Pretty long, uh, pretty much longer, or do you think that Apollo Crews should be the next champ or anybody else? You know, um, I honestly want to see it on somebody else. I don't think Apollo Crews is ready for it. Um, I don't really care for the Miz and <clears throat> don't really want to see him holding it much longer, but he's a content champion until they find someone to fall into that spot. I think Miz would make a good challenger for Dean at some point down the line, like if he wanted to fill it up before AJ or whatever. They are going to probably have to go with somebody different, but we'll get to that again a little bit later, too. Spoilers. Uh, AJ Styles versus John Cena was next. As far as I'm concerned, match of the night. Yes. No question about it. I I remember it the whole match, really, and I'm going to ask this question because a lot of people are saying that this is a possible candidate for this, so would you say that this is a possible match of the year? I wouldn't go that far. And say it's not. <laughs> I think uh, I, I'm going to write it down for possible. And I thought I really I, this is a close or it might be on level with that tag team match from yesterday. I really, really enjoyed this match. It kind of reminded me a little bit of their first match they had at Battleground or Money in the Bank where it a slow like a slow start and then it built up and they just was rocking nonstop by the end of it and a really good build. And it was a really fucking good, amazing match. Big fan of the ending of it, too. AJ Styles wins clean. Someone brought this up on Twitter. This is the sixth straight SummerSlam that Cena's lost. Wow, really? Yeah. I, I mean, I, off the top of my head, last thing, I mean, he lost in 2011. I think he won in 2010 with the, the Nexus thing, but he's lost every single match since then. Well, he lost Punk. Sense. He lost Brian. Yep. yep he lost uh, Punk again. He uh, with the punk Lesner, versus Big though. Show. Oh wait, no, that yeah, was extreme. He lost to Lesnar. Yeah, that was when Lesnar won the title off Cena. That's that was the sixteen suplexes. That's where Suplex City started, really. So yeah, I was the extreme rules. And then last year he lost to Seth Rollins. Hmm. Step up your game, Cena. What the hell, man? John Cena sucks. <laughs> Next time you meet John up with Drew, Cena you need to sucks. start talking about what you need to change. <laughs> But, you know, people are going to be saying that he doesn't put anyone over on the big shows. I mean, it's John Cena, by the way. He, you know, just the worst fucking person backstage. God so awful. at the end of this, John Cena's uh, sitting there in the middle of the ring. He's kind of doing that whole, like, oh, I'm depressed. I think I'm going to go film a TV show for a little bit kind of thing. <laughs> you guys yeah, expect really, him? The, that's what you saw from him because I was thinking the same thing. Oh, he's probably just looking at this man. I have to actually not do this and not hurt myself for once. Thank God. Yeah, oh, he's got to be doing that. Uh, what's the name of the show? It's something great. American, it's American grit? grit. Yeah, that's yeah. what it's called. Okay, because I was going to call it True Grit, and I think that's a movie. I feel bad for SmackDown. They are really losing everyone right now. Yeah, God, they lose Eva Marie. They lose Dude. Alberto Del Rio. Bray Wyatt might be injured. Uh, John Cena is going to be leaving like this. Shelton Benjamin doesn't even get to pop up. They got Kurt oh. Hawkins now, though. <laughs> oh yeah, that's gonna be great. And Heath Slater, baby. <laughs> no, they don't have Heath Slater. Oh, they don't. No, he didn't sign the contract. He called uh Shane McMahon and Stephanie. Oh, my well, God. it's What's wrong with that man? this is just 
I don't know. I I kind of feel bad for SmackDown because who they lose their first over second overall pick behind Dean Ambrose. So I'm kind of shocked that they did this. See, I said this before again. I'll say it again. That fucking brand split. The biggest issue with this was the whole. You go back to the injuries and the suspensions from last year. That fucked them up for WrestleMania. And but now we haven't even gotten one SmackDown exclusive pay-per-view yet. And we already have this dwindling roster on SmackDown. It's like, well, by the time Backlash comes around or even No Mercy at that point, what are you going to have, like six people wrestling? That's going to be the entire card? Terrible. Well, well to be so fair, Cena might just be leaving because he just taking time off to film something. So it might not be because of injury, but yeah, this is one of the big backdrops to brand split. We've probably discussed this a thousand times on here, but I, I'm still for it. They have a lot of people that could call up in their spot. I mean, come on, that's Mojo. He's fat. They need to bring up Bobby Brood. Glorious. He would save the roster. Can uh, AJ Styles come out with a robe and he, he have Ric Flair with him? No, Bobby Brood. Okay. Oh, well, I mean, they could have like a rope match. Hashtag rope on. match. It's like a, a really shitty version of a rope match. Nah, it's kind of like they had that tuxedo match between Santino and Ricardo. It's the first one to take the other one's robe off. Wow, that sounds really perverted. <laughs> <laughs> Is there, are they wearing anything under it? We'll find out. Hopefully it's a yes. That ain't PG. Shit. As soon as Bobby Rose comes off, you just hear glorious. <laughs> a blinding light, too, so you don't even see it. <laughs> Suddenly, Chiampa and Gargano were down there. <laughs> Nodding and smiling. <laughs> it's the most ultimate glorious bomb ever. They're like fucking magicians pulling it off. Uh, this led us into Jon Stewart coming out, and I like Jon Stewart, but this sucked. <laughs> this is just... He tried to do the Big E thing, and he wasn't bad at doing it, but it was like, just made me want Big E to come out. But but did you get that? Your answer was, your wishes were answered. Yeah. Yeah, he did, but then that fucked up too, because this is the issue that I have with this on top of that. Our tag team match gets into uh, the fray. We got New Day versus the club. Ends in a disqualification. Why are we having disqualification endings on a goddamn pay-per-view? That's not even just a normal, like... You know, raw pay-per-view, throwaway, you know, we got two of these a month kind of thing. This is SummerSlam. This is going to be, this is their first post-draft Big Four pay-per-view. And you have a DQ ending. I mean, it didn't bother me too much. Prolongs the feud. Yeah. It'll bother a lot of people because we're, we're picky about everything. But I... I I would like it more if they took Biggie out a long time ago, and this that this thing then just started like three weeks ago. If they if this was like a prolonged thing of oh man Biggie's not there to help him, then I'd like it more. And and the match was good for the most part, but John Stewart just I, I get why he stopped doing his late night show because God he was fucking terrible at, at his late night show. No, just like he's this old man who you know just terrible at everything now you grow old eventually no to be fair, I, yeah i know I, I, I totally just ruined his like psyche in a way yeah his late night has sucked since he left who's the dude that replaced him because he's trevor noah and he's garbage he is trash <laughs> and i tried watching two episodes Gilmore this past week larry who 
Wilmore. He was the nightly show. The guy who replaced Colbert. Oh, I didn't even know didn't that that existed. It, he barely made it a year and a half. Did he find someone else? Nope. It's going to be at midnight at 1130. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Also, he's going to end the show with it. It's midnight. Coming then to he's going to go, gotcha, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like Jon Stewart, but I, I liked him better the last time that he was doing stuff where he was interfering with the whole Seth Rollins thing. When he turned heel, it was phenomenal. Yeah, this I didn't think all that much. And as far as prolonging the feud thing, you don't need to prolong it. I mean, it's you build it up for the pay-per-view match. If you build it up for the pay-per-view match and then you go with, well, we actually really want to do it at Clash of Champions, (laughs) you could have a definitive ending here. And the worst thing is going to be if the club wins the title at Clash of Champions. Because then you could have easily just had them win it here and then had a rematch for the belt. And I don't want to see three more or two more uh, months of this, too, where they go, well, we want them to win a Clash of Champions and then the rematch to be at... the hell's going to be the Raw one? Uh, Hell in a Cell? No. Oh, they better have Backlash. I just don't know, because they changed their website. I don't know what the shows are coming. No, I think uh, No Mercy is the SmackDown one. I think it is Hell in a Cell. So it's like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want this to drag out all the way until the end of October with that. Disappointed in a DQ ending. I don't think that that should have been how they did this. Especially knowing later on what would end up happening with a couple of the other matches. Too many weird things on this card. See, you were complaining that this is too much like a Monday Night Raw. I mean, come on. Some of these endings we got would never happen on Raw. <laughs> yeah, DQs. Yeah, when was the last time we saw a DQ on Raw? <laughs> I don't know. When was the last time we... Yeah, exactly. I was about to say the same thing. When was the last time we saw a guy bleeding to death at the end of Raw? Or, yeah. Wait till you get to the uh, U.S. title match, and we'll see how flip-flop that fucking was. I think I saw a guy bleeding two weeks ago. I don't know. <laughs> In fact, it's going to happen tomorrow. I'm just going to say it. Uh, we had the... As far as I'm concerned, the second bats match of the night, the World Championship match, Dean Ambrose against Dolph Ziggler. And uh, Ziggler... Unfortunately for the, his fans, not able to pull it out. But I think that he proved a lot of people wrong that were saying that he just like was overrated and he can't really go in the ring anymore. I think these two had a great match. I think it's cool to point out that SmackDown had the top two matches of the night, even though SmackDown uh, sucks. Yeah. Uh, I put the Universal title match over this, but... It still was a good match. I think people just expect a lot because it's Dolph Ziggler and Dean Ambrose. It's kind of thing where you have high expectations, and unfortunately, most of the time, people can't meet it. See, I did that sort of with the Universal Championship match, more so than this one. I looked at this match as like, well, a lot of people were probably shitting on Ziggler. Dean Ambrose isn't really a wrestler. He's more of a brawler. And he kind of wrestled a little bit more in this one, too. So both of these guys took a little bit of a step up for me. Well, shoot, the last I remember these two having a match was uh, some type of qualification match for something. And they did a lot of chain wrestling to start off the match. So, I mean, shit, these two could re- have a put on an actual wrestling match if they really wanted to. So what would you guys like to see they do after this? You want to see a rematch? You want to see Bray Wyatt get involved if he's able to? Should we move on to AJ Styles against Dean Ambrose? I have a feeling they'll move on. I personally would like to see them go again. Yeah, I don't know what they'll do, but if I, I think they have a few months to decide what they want to do. They want to like make this the build-up match they could. 
Well, we got Backlash, and we have No Mercy, and then we have Survivor Series. And the pitch that I would throw out there, again, I would also pitch not doing a DQ ending on a pay-per-view, but whatever. Uh, I think we should see Ziggler Ambrose either just a standard rematch between those two, maybe Ziggler turns heel, I don't know. And I think that Bray Wyatt needs to get involved in this for sure. But I'd probably do, if it's a possibility, I don't know, uh, triple threat match at Backlash, then Dean Ambrose versus Bray Wyatt separately at No Mercy. In that meantime, you get AJ Styles versus Randy Orton for those two pay-per-views. And then we finally get Ambrose and uh, Styles at Survivor Series title change. I think that's a good way to book this. Don't think it's going to happen, but, you know. Kind of curious if, it if is, Randy then... comes back. If who comes back? Randy comes back for in time for Backlash, or that if he just true. takes that one off. That is true, because we're, oh man, he got fucked up. With... <laughs> He's got three Smackdowns, and then boom, Backlash. We're going to get a report. Randy Orton injured, going to take off nine months again. <laughs> Fails wellness policy. Too much Vicodin. <laughs> So we had our six-woman tag team match with Becky Lynch, Carmella, and Naomi against Natalia, Alexa Bliss, and Eva Marie. Eva Marie! Except she is exhausted and <laughs> fans are upsetting her, so she won't be wrestling. Which I'm so glad that they did that and brought that. Even though that she can't do anything because she's suspended, they kept it going. Kudos from them for pulling that off. And uh, her replacement... Nikki Bella. It's good to see Nikki again. Mm, I would have done better without her. She looks great, though. I, yeah. I, I wasn't complaining. See, I'm happy to see her back, but I'm a little bit curious about where they're going to go with this, because I would have thought she would have came back immediately as a babyface. Uh, I, I, I doubt that they were planning on bringing her back tonight. This might have been the last like, decision after the Eva Marie thing, so they, this, they probably didn't want to do anything else. They, this is probably a last minute decision. Now I'm also going to uh, specify just because you team with the heels does not mean that she's necessarily a heel. So Tuesday night, we might see something where maybe like there's sort of a rematch and she gets into an argument with them or maybe like a backstage segment where they say like, we did a great job and she kind of goes like, Hey, I fucking won the match and something like that. I don't know. She did her trademark. A loser sign on the top of her head when she's a heel. So I think she might be a heel. Oh, she did that? I didn't notice that. Yep, she did it. I mean, shit, they could have done twin magic and I would have been like, what? What just happened? I don't think they could do twin magic anymore without the other twin. <laughs> uh-huh. She's got this magical triplet that pops up. Nikki, Bree, and, I don't know, Jasmine or something like that. <laughs> So, Dace, what do you think about uh, Nikki being the replacement of Eva Marie as far as, like, if they keep her as a heel and they use her in that capacity while Eva's gone? I hate the Bellas. They're so overrated. The only reason they're where they are today is because they're banging who they bang. Whores. (laughs) (laughs) That's got a point. Yeah, I'm just going to stick with that. Whores. We were trying to rank them at Dace's. I want to get your opinion on this, Drew. Top three women as far as attractiveness in this, uh, you know, you got to split it in half. You got six women. Which are the top three? Top three. Okay, so Nikki's on. Nikki's one. Four. Uh, Alexa Bliss is the second one. Another whore. 
I mean, I'm not complaining. And the <laughs> third one, mm, it's a toss up between Becky and Carmella. I'm gonna Adorable. go Adorable. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Carmella. Adorable. So pretty much two blondes and a girl who acts blonde. <laughs> Make sure you guys leave your comments. Who are the top three in those? We're going to continue on here. We got the Universal Championship match. Seth Rollins uh, and uh, Finn Balor, who ended up winning the match. First thing I want to mention for this one, ugly fucking belt. I <laughs> hate it so much. It is disgusting looking. Fucking okay. lazy. That's what yeah. it was. It was lazy. lazy. It's not ugly. I think that's a bit of an overstretch. The issue is that they did nothing different to it other than going, hey, so we're going to make the strap leather and the behind the big W red, which if they did the black strap with a red background on it, I would not be upset. It would have looked fine. And they could have made the WWE World Heavyweight Championship one blue since it's on SmackDown. But fuck me. we the The only different color we need is a white strap. We do not need a red strap in 2016. I don't like the red strap. I don't like the red background of the WWE because I don't even like that for the women's title. I don't want to see another thing that's like an issue with this. We have that title, the world title, and the women's title all look exactly the same. They're just the W. Which I, and if I expected. We have, well, the, the bad part about that is if we have a women's championship added into the SmackDown side and they end up it's just going blue. with the same thing, Purple. then we're going to have four championships that all look exactly the same and it's like well kind of what's the point like then the way to distinguish them is terrible with this like shrink wrapped uh red painted oh i i really this is my least favorite belt on the uh whole list right now i think that the tag titles look better than this (laughs) (laughs) seth rollins would be disappointed you right now uh his twitter says quote more important than a title's appearance is what it represents for the men fighting over it. You really let me down tonight, Brooklyn. I feel like I let him down. It <laughs> breaks my heart. He, what, he's complaining that people don't like the way that it looks? Apparently there was chants going on in Brooklyn about the title's appearance as they were trying to wrestle. It's gross. You know what the stupid thing about it, though? If people want to say, oh, well, the most important thing is what you do with it or whatever. That is true. But but if the belt looks really great and people go, dude, that belt looks great, then nobody ends up going, yeah, but that doesn't matter. It's only what you do with it. It's that kind of thing where it's like, don't criticize this, and this is why I want you to not criticize it. I think this belt's ugly as hell. I think it's like almost sinful that they did this because you know, the Universal Championship, the name of that is kind of lame, and it sort of needs to win me over. Belt design's not winning me over. I don't think I'm ever going to like that one. Mm. I, it's I do lazy. It's it is lazy. I don't like the red stripe, but really, it's not that bad of a looking belt. I think you guys are overreacting. Plus, the idea that all, all of the world heavyweight and the women titles look the same. I mean, they are the biggest titles, so I would get why they would want it to look the same. Plus, in UFC, aren't all the belts pretty much the same look? No, well, UFC is bland. I mean, but at the same time, they're probably just trying to compete with their competitors in some way, shape, or form. I mean, I mean, at least they don't have a grand championship. Am I right? Or am I, I right? The name of the grand annoyed. championship better. I'm just more annoyed that they're lazy. Like, you have an opportunity to do something inventive with a whole new canvas, and you go, yep, paint it red. Well, well Dace, this is what you have to do. Just blame it on Kevin Dunn. Oh, fucking Kevin Dunn. Eh, there or- we go. It's- 
It's Kevin. He's a whore, and it's his <laughs> he's fault. a whore just the same. <laughs> well, the match itself, I liked it, but I have to admit, it wasn't as good as I was hoping that it would be. I think that my expectations were a little bit too high, maybe, or maybe just by this point, I was kind of disappointed in SummerSlam because you know, a little bit of a jump into the end here. I liked NXT Takeover better than SummerSlam. And I'm really kind of underwhelmed when it comes to this. So Rollins and Balor, I thought this could have been a match of the year. I don't even think it was close to match of the night. Yeah, this was this is my distant second to match of the night. It it was good, it was solid, but it wasn't really that long and they didn't have enough time to build to a a, a good ending. So I'm disappointed more than anything that this uh, in the title look and the uh, match. So I, it's, it's all right. When it comes to this match, at least in my opinion, even though it wasn't the greatest on the card, it should have ended the card because of Finn mm-hmm. Balor holding that title up at the end of the pay-per-view probably would have been a better reaction and a better taste in our mouth walking away from it. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I yeah. was I was 100% thinking that, that that's what they were going to do when the WWE Championship was on way early on the card compared to what this was. Below the U.S. title. Uh, like, I mean, that's sh- bullshit. <laughs> I don't think it's that that's big of a deal because they last year I believe the Intercontinental Championship was on after Cena and Seth, so that doesn't bother me too much. It's just that, you know, I don't think Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton should have been to the fucking show, so that's why I'm more upset that this wasn't the last match. Plus, it was Let's a new see. title. You'd think yeah. with the new title, the new heavyweight title, they would want it to end the show. And people would have complained that, oh, Raw's is getting the better treatment. No, they just have a new fucking world title. And what way would it be for celebra- having the new championship champion celebrate with confetti and stuff with the brand new championship belt? Well, that's the other thing, too, is not only is it like, more advantageous to have a championship match at the end because it makes more sense. They ended up just taking all of those uh, those two world championships and just got them out of the way. But you were supposed to end a pay-per-view on something that's, like, kind of positive, at least, a little bit. And this pay-per-view started off with Enzo and Cass losing, which, you know, this marks of the crowd. We all like Jericho and Owens anyway, so that's not going to be that big of a deal. But then you have Sasha Banks losing, The Miz retaining. So the first three matches of the night were heel wins, heel wins against a, a real big favorite, and then heel wins. And then you bookend it by having the end of the night is just this disappointing ending, which follows this other match that we're going to talk about here. The United States Championship match doesn't even happen. So they do the match on Monday Night Raw and then don't do it here. And I mentioned the disqualification shouldn't happen. This shouldn't have happened either. Roman Reigns and Rusev, if you didn't want the two to fight each other yet, you shouldn't have had them fight on Raw. And if you didn't want them to fight at SummerSlam... Don't book the SummerSlam match. Do something else. Have uh, Sami Zayn versus Rusev. Have Roman Reigns... I don't know. Fuck all. He can be the uh, guest commentator. Like, the brawl to me was not good enough to justify not having the match. They should have done crazy stuff during the brawl if it would have been like, well, we got to throw this out because we can't stop him. The feud's not that strong. Like, I don't think that these guys hate each other enough to do that. Well, they, I think what killed it is they did the blow-off blow off match over on Raw five days before the pay-per-view. They said, all right, let's have Rusev versus uh, Roman Reigns, non-title. It's for Lana's honor, whatever the fuck that means. And they went 25 to 30 minutes with Reigns pinning him cleanly. That just ended any interest in that feud whatsoever. 
And this brawl is supposed to keep you to go like, oh, they, oh man, they they can't stop fighting each other. Tune in to Clash of Champions. It's like, well, I, I'm tuning into SummerSlam now. You know? Yeah. At, at Clash of Champions, are you going to have a DQ ending and go, well, you know, they keep trying to have this match, but tune into Hell in a Cell. Fuck you at that point. Mm-hmm. That's the type of stuff that makes you go, I guess I just don't need to watch two pay-per-views a month if it's going to be the same as Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. And then you watch no pay-per-views a month. Yeah, fuck you, WWE. <laughs> then you only watch uh, NXT because they're apparently the, – this is the second year in a row where Brooklyn's uh, NXT show better than SummerSlam as far as I'm concerned. Well, I mean, shit. WrestleMania, the Dallas show was better than WrestleMania, so – Really not that surprise. I was kind of disappointed in the NXT Dallas show. Bailey lost her title. I cried. Hey, too close to the mic. I agree with you, man. I know. Hey, uh, you feel that? It was an intimate moment. Uh, so I had to get close to the mic. Never to be forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> so it was so, this match. It was, it, 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 I, I'm glad I get to say this, Tony. This was not a match. It totally was not. It was not a match. Very disappointed. And this is very, very lame of them to do this. And then just to cap it all off, we have Brock Lesnar versus Randy Orton. All right. Well, it's a, this is the best way to put it. Lesnar is Lesnar. Randy Orton apparently sucks. <laughs> yeah. What positive do they get out of this? Brock Lesnar has destroyed everybody. And everybody knows how legitimate Brock Lesnar is. Now he wins this match against Mark Hunt at UFC, and there's a big controversy over the whole like steroid thing, and he beats Randy Orton. So, number one, that means Randy Orton looks weaker, because he just came back and he got his ass whooped. It's mm-hmm. not even like he lost by, you know, Paul Heyman gets involved, or, you know, fights a good fight but loses at the last second type of thing. No, he got humbled. So he looks like shit going on to SmackDown, and he's going to be like, yeah, well, guess I ain't a fucking legend killer anymore. And at that point, you might as well just have, like, Kurt Hawkins come out and be like, I guess you're on my level now, buddy. Brock Lesnar, if he's guilty of this whole steroid thing, then that shows your good people on the roster in WWE are only good because they have the steroid problem. Or that... uh a guy like a Randy Orton who has had steroid problems in the past or something like that doesn't match up to Lesnar. I think this is going to end up being one of those things where they just write him off because we had Shane McMahon at the end of this get pummeled by Lesnar as well. And what what's this all going to build to? He doesn't show up until the Royal Rumble or something and beats another person and they just keep doing that? We still have not had Lesnar put anybody over in the capacity that he should have. I Just I Triple know. H. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And that was, like, totally unnecessary. Yeah. Now, I don't think that Randy Orton should be the big, like, we set up this whole Undertaker uh, loses the streak and all that all to build up Randy Orton. But you could have done this differently. I mean, this match ended with Brock Lesnar just beating the hell out of Orton and then stopping the match because it's like, well, I guess he's like a, a baby trying to defend himself against a wolf. Like... I I hated this. I thought this was such a lame way to end the pay-per-view. I thought it was boring. Like, it's not even fun to watch Lesnar do this anymore. And what's the positive? You know, Orton looks 
week going into SmackDown, awesome. If you wanted to do that, you could have had him lose to Heath Slater and given him a contract. You know? <laughs> I don't know. Do you really think that that was how the match was supposed to end? You think that Lesnar took this into his own hands? No, I. Yeah, no. Well, a few things might have happened. I don't think that he was supposed to start bleeding that bad. But I remember when Orton did the uh, DDT off the ropes. Like, like I'm pretty positive Brock Lesnar laid it straight on his like neck or head, and it was like it was in a position where he could have severely injured his neck. So I don't know. But a part of me doesn't believe that he was supposed to beat him up to the point where he starts bleeding really bad. And if it was a blade job, it was a bad blade job. Well, I think it's it's the same elbow that caught Cena at that Extreme Rules, where yeah. Brock forgets that he's doing the fake stuff again. Yeah. <laughs> but, he has, like, Vietnam War flashbacks, Agent Orange. Kind yeah, of. I think he was really supposed to pummel Randy like that at the end, but I don't think he was supposed to bleed. And I think the bleed was, bleeding was an accident, and then they just capitalized on the fact that Randy was dead. So... <laughs> Well, I don't know. I just believe that maybe they were able to get around it to the because when at, at some point I think Lesnar was just when he he was just beating him up. Orton had his hands above him, so he wasn't actually hitting him at all. So I really don't know if that was supposed to be the end of the match. It was very, it was pretty short. The commentary was completely speechless. Not much really happened after that. And you know the the Shane McMahon interaction was awkward as fuck. So. I would not be surprised if that was how the end wasn't supposed to be. If it was, then bad decision. If it wasn't, they need to tell Brock to just knock it the fuck off, you know? Because it's not uh, safe and it's not good for their storytelling if he changes it on the spot. I don't care how expensive his contract is. You can't be doing that, you know what I mean? Listen, he was straight elbowing him at one point. Some of those shots looked like he was actually beating the absolute shit out of him. And there might have been. been. It it could have. He was my Randy Orton might have just told him to just go at it or something like that. But fuck, some of those shots looked like they were fucking killer. And I think it was that one elbow. Oh, just that one elbow, not the other one. Yeah, because the the way the one hit that he came down, that elbow came across his forehead, right about where that gash was. And I swear to God, he hit. Seen it with that in Extreme Rules the same way when he was pummeling Cena in the head. It just said that elbow of his, they're fucking sharp for whatever reason. They just fucking cut people open. But that that cut was way, way worse than the Cena one. There was a pool of blood pretty much on one spot of the match. in, In the ring. Now here's my argument with this. If this was a UFC match, awesome. It's not. It's like I watch wrestling because I don't want to watch the UFC thing where it's like somebody, you know, you waste months of people saying this match is going to happen and this fight's going to be great and whatever. And then you go through two hours of other stuff and then you get five seconds of fighting. Like that's if I wanted to watch that, I'd watch UFC, but I don't watch that. And with Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton being the final match of this night where we had other things that were kind of disappointing as well. Like I didn't want Sasha Banks to lose. I didn't want the DQ to happen. I thought that the universal title looked stupid and I was disappointed in that match a little bit. Then you got the Rusev and Roman Reigns thing. At this point, I'm thinking to myself, this better be a damn good match. And it just is like, well, I should have just skipped it. The same as I don't want to watch an entire Brock Lesnar fight. I watch when he beats people and that's it. I've seen him beat Mark Hunt. I've seen him beat, all the other people that he's beaten in five-second YouTube clips. And that's all you needed to see for this, too. It's just like, oh, Randy Orton uh, can't take an elbow. 
Yeah. Not either can I, but you know what I mean? Uh, I think that this was just like a, like what was the point kind of a thing. And at the end of the night, you don't want to end it that way. And then you got people in the crowd chanting for Goldberg and a whole lot of like speculation that maybe Goldberg's going to interfere. That doesn't even happen. I didn't expect it to, but at the very least, if they would have gone through this whole thing and he beats Randy Orton to shit and he, you know, F5's Shane McMahon. And then if Goldberg would have came out, would have saved it. Yeah. I agree, because most people, the the reason people watch WWE over uh, UFC is the story. And UFC is even trying to buy into some of that a little bit by giving them some kind of like feud behind the two people, like Conor McGregor, who just runs his damn mouth and they just let him. I mean, it, it was true UFC or MMA fighting. They wouldn't let him fucking talk. They just let him, you're a prize fighter, go out there, fight, and that's all you're going to do. And for this match to just have it end with this like, oh, you beat up a guy. That's great. What does this do for either of you? Where do you go from here? Nobody came out and made a save. It's just boring. It should have been a mid-card match at best. And it had it was very reminiscent of the Goldberg-Brock Lesnar match from WrestleMania 20, where it was just boring. Yeah, I agree. Drew, any last thoughts on the uh, main event? Uh, he did get an RKO out of nowhere at one point, so that was cool. <laughs> but it was a major letdown. He didn't even get the uh, the F five RKO, did he? Yeah. There was like was no moments that. that were just like, oh my god, you see that? It's just it, everybody's gonna remember that as Lesnar beat the fuck out of Orton. Mm-hmm. And like, well, how are they gonna specify this on uh, SmackDown? It's gonna be like, dude, you suck. <laughs> it's Orton's dead. We need a new draft pick. So let's uh, recap our overall thoughts on this one. Would you give it a thumbs up? Would you give it a thumbs down? What was your highlight? What was your low point? Drew? I would give it a thumbs up. I enjoyed it. It wasn't spectacular by any means, but there was a lot of good stuff. There was a possible match of the year that you have to go watch with Cena and Styles. And other than a couple bad finishes, overall, I thought it was a good show. High point definitely is going to be AJ versus Cena because duh. Uh, honorable mention for that would be the uh, KFC commercial they did, but <laughs> yeah, that was kind of ridiculous. But I liked it too. Low low point definitely is going to be that main event. Just how it ended and how nothing important really happened in the match. Dace, what about you? I would say uh, thumbs up, but mainly because these events are always fun because of the people we watch it with. Um, and usually when matches start failing, we start becoming the biggest assholes ever, and that's when we're at our best. Um, AJ Styles, John Cena, phenomenal. Especially if this is the last time we're going to see John Cena for a couple months. This is a good way for him to go out, so that was well done. Both title matches, well done. Horrible ending. If they would have moved that earlier in the show, I think it would have saved it. Um, Low point is probably the ending. Like It was just so flat to the point where we were just sitting there in silence, like not like when Cena got beat with the 16 suplexes and we were just kind of like, Oh man, that just happened. It was more like, Oh, that happened again. This is fun. I love WWE. (laughs) So overall decent again, just fun. Way too fucking long of a pay-per-view. You're not WrestleMania. Come your tits. Yeah. I'm, uh, I hate to be the pessimistic one. I'm giving it a thumbs down. I think that, that AJ Styles match was great. That's definitely the highlight, but too many other things and the sum of its parts are just, it weighs it down too much. Cause I liked the pre-show. 
overall, but then when you think about it and you go, yeah, but it was a skippable pre-show. So it's like, well, that's not going to undo like the DQ. And I liked certain parts of certain matches, but then I didn't like the ending of a lot of them and stuff. And it's like, if I made a pro and con list, probably have a lot more cons than pros. And the pros are not strong enough to, to beat out the other ones. I think that this was incredibly disappointing, especially coming off the heels of NXT TakeOver, because that was something that I thought that that card didn't really look that impressive. And everything on that show ended up being above what we got for this for the most part. Even, like, No Way Jose doing his stupid entrance was more fun than a lot of the stuff tonight. Very disappointed in this. Uh, the glorious, en- glorious entrance from TakeOver was better than, like, the last hour of this show, yes. which is just disappointing. But uh, I want to know what you guys have to say listening to this podcast. You uh, leave your comments below wherever you are. If you're listening to this on YouTube or on the website or whatever the case may be. And, uh... Obviously, we have more stuff that's going to be coming your way with Monday Night Raw. We've got SmackDown. And then by that point, I'm going to want to shoot myself in the head because I'm so fucking tired of watching (laughs) wrestling. (laughs) But uh, obviously, anything else that we do have coming your way, just follow the Facebook and Twitter accounts and SmartCoutMoment.com itself because it'll all be on there. But before we wrap this up, just want to give these guys a little bit of time to promote some different stuff. Drew, anything you want to toss out there? Uh, You can follow me on the Twitters at Drews of White. You can follow Ricky Litter Torpedo for awesome shit and then go to the mega maniacs on facebook where you can hang out with us party talk shit about shit and yeah i'm also very used to whenever i toss this over to you you go ah it's <laughs> the beginning of it every time it's just yeah, it's no biggie ah, no biggie well, but <laughs> days hit up with your uh plugs cool thing is i've can i've consolidated everything into one thing go to the daysmanshow.com easy nice, sweet and simple sweet and simple Totally the opposite of what I have because I have like 14 <laughs> accounts for every little thing and 20 hundred uh, different things for Gmail and stuff. But uh, if you guys want to follow me personally, I don't do much on Twitter and all that. But I'm at Tony Mango. Obviously, keep checking at a Mango Tree as well. And for the Fanboys Anonymous stuff, at Fanboys Anon and Fanboys Anonymous and all the other kind of stuff with that. But that is it for our SummerSlam 2016 pay per view post show. Thank you all for listening, everybody. This has been another Smart Out moment. Now we're being counted out. Ah!